Mercy Home for Boys and Girls has helped kids build brighter futures since 1887. We want you to be a part of that incredible legacy. When you make a gift to Mercy Home in December, you will provide the joy of Christmas to boys and girls in Chicago who may never have experienced it before. Thanks to the Foglia Family Foundation, all donations will be matched up to $100,000 through December 31st. Your gift will go twice as far towards creating the warm, loving Christmas we wish for all children. Please give today. Visit www.mercyhome.org slash aroundourhome to donate. Now, you can easily listen to Sunday Mass at Mercy Home via your Alexa-enabled device. All you have to say is, Alexa, play the Sunday Mass at Mercy Home podcast, and let Alexa take care of the rest. Spiritual nourishment when you need it most? Subscribe to Sunday Mass at Mercy Home through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening app, and never miss a homily or reflection. We should take note of the fact that the church gives us both for midnight mass and the early mass of the day on Christmas. The shepherds as those who tell us about the birth of Jesus. Even though we hear about the governor of Syria and the great Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, the announcement doesn't come from them, but from the shepherds. And so it's good to reflect on what that means for us, how we should receive this message from these shepherds. The first thing we, we notice is that we're told that they're not living in a house, they're living in the fields, keeping watch at night in the fields over their sheep. The shepherds are poor. They are insignificant individuals and sometimes looked upon as criminals simply because they're outside of the normal bonds of the city. They are those who are marginalized in society. And yet, they're the ones who announce to us the birth of the Savior. It is a reminder that so often, and maybe here at Mercy Home, it's a lesson that is learned time and time again, that those who lack for things in life, those who are poor, are not just the recipients of our goodwill, but they are real protagonists, as the Pope calls them. Pope Francis is noted for saying, listen to the poor, for they have something to offer to you. Archbishop Victor Fernandez of Argentina put it this way, we can find in the poor some profoundly Christian values, a spontaneous attention to the other, an ability to devote time to others and to go to another's aid without calculating time or sacrifice, while the more educated with a more organized life are unlikely to grant to others time attention and sacrifice spontaneously with joy and in a way that is disinterested. The poor do have something to teach us because of their lack they depend more on human relationships as the way in which they interact with each other. It's not a transactional relationship but one that allows other people to be enriched by their presence. 
And so today, for us to hear this message, we should learn from the poor to make sure that we're spontaneous in our generosity. We don't hold back, we're not calculating, but rather we have something to learn from them. The second thing we should notice about these shepherds is that we don't know their names. We know, at least in tradition, the names of, of uh, the three kings, uh, Balthazar, Melchior, and Caspar, uh, although it comes at a later date in the life of the church. But these shepherds are unnamed. They're unknown people. And it's a reminder to me how we should reflect in this time how others whose names we don't know have done so much for us that allows our life to have the faith that we celebrate today. The ancestors, the immigrants who came here struggling to find a new life, but also to maintain their faith. And I also think of all of the people who have donated over the years to Mercy Home. They will never see the results of their donations and their sacrifices in the many youth that will be helped over the years, but that doesn't matter. They're unnamed in those that they helped but they live with the satisfaction that their sacrifice means something. I've always liked that story. It's something that I saw firsthand a number of years ago on a retreat for adults. A man came forward and he was going to give a talk and he carried in his hand some work boots and he put them on the table next to the podium where he was going to talk from. And he went on to tell the story of how he grew up in a large family and his father came back from the Second World War and took a a job, a menial labor. He didn't amount to much. He was never really quite satisfied with his father's life because he didn't think that he amounted to much at all. So he was going to make sure that he got an education and he was going to make something of himself. And so he went to college, paid his own way, and then landed a really good job with a multinational company and moved up in the ranks. And all the while looking down at his father as someone who really didn't amount to much and who really he could not be proud of. His father died and at the funeral home during the wake, the head, the president, the CEO of the conglomerate, the international conglomerate came through the doors and he was there. And so the young man went up to him and said, I, I'm really touched that you would be here today for, for, for the funeral. And, and he said, well, are, are you related to Jack, the deceased? Yes, he said, Jack and I served in the Second World War together in the Marines. He saved my life. I was in a battle and was wounded, and he sacrificed himself to come in and, and save me. And, and I always told him, if there's anything I can ever do for you, to let me know. He never asked for anything. We, ex we exchanged Christmas cards, and we had uh, all sorts of conversations, but he never asked for anything until one day he called and said, you know, my son needs a job. Can you get him a job? Well, this man felt so ashamed that he had looked down on his father, that his father all along was the one who was responsible for his success in getting him that job. And so he pointed to the boots that he had brought up and said, you know, I always thought that I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. All along, however, I forgot that somebody gave me the boots. How many times in our life we know those stories of people who, in the, in the shadows, whose names we don't know, have done so much for us. And I think that is what motivates the people who support Mercy Home. They know that many of the children won't know their names.
but they're satisfied in knowing that the good that they do will bear fruit in the lives that are flourishing here at Mercy Home. And the final thing we see about these shepherds is that uh, they imitate the angels. The angels came to them with this great news, with this message, and they repeated it. And not only that, they left the way the angels did, glorifying God. So they're somewhat angelic. They're the first evangelizers. It's a reminder to us as well as we come here on this Christmas day that that is what the legacy is of the shepherds passed on to us. We have to be willing to take this good news and make it our own. We have to look for ways in which we share our faith, especially with the next generation, our children. I've often thought that the patron saint of many Catholics should be Calvin Coolidge. You know, he was known for not saying much at all. You couldn't get just a couple of words out of him. And they tell the story when I was in South Dakota, when he was fishing in South Dakota, Calvin Coolidge years ago, a lady came up to him and says, I bet my husband $10 that I could get you to say three words. And he looked at her and said, you lose. <laughs> Sometimes we're reluctant to speak about our faith. And so my invitation to parents and grandparents is to sit with your children and grandchildren during this season and let them know why your faith means something to you, how your faith got you through difficult times, how it nourished your life and continues to do so, and why you want them to have that faith as well. The shepherds encourage us to be like those angels, to tell the good news, and then allow ourselves to glorify God when we see the impact of that good news on our children and grandchildren. So today as we come and celebrate Christmas, let's be attentive to what the shepherds have to teach us, to allow ourselves to be open to the voice of the poor because they have so much to teach us about being generous in a spontaneous way. Remembering as well all those people in our lives who live in the shadows in an unknown way who have helped us and be willing to do that for others. And finally, to pass on our faith to be like those angels and the shepherds, so that when we see the faith passed on in the next generation, we will have our hearts filled with wonder and awe and leave glorifying God. Hello, this is Father Scott Donahue, the president and CEO of Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. To learn more about our mission of God's mercy and the young people in our care, please subscribe to our email newsletter by visiting www.mercyhome.org listen. Thank you so much for your support and thank you so much for listening.